Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. You can find our podcast Instagram at Happy and Single. Well, today is episode 66, and it's entitled How to Have the Best Valentine's Day Ever as a Single Person. And, and the reason that I'm laughing, you know, some people can be funny with numbers and, you know, one of those numbers sometimes is 6-6. Six, six. It's just kind of funny. And sometimes people have thinking about it, you know, because in the Bible, the 666 the six, six number. And so the reason that I thought that was so funny is because when we have a lot of thinking about that number, it might be kind of scary for us. You know, I remember a post that it was actually done by a coach named Steve Hardison. And on the post, he actually, he'd taken a picture when his car reached 66666 or something along those numbers. And it was interesting because instead of seeing it as this like bad thing, you know, because we can make up all kinds of crazy stuff in our head. He saw it as as a reminder to go into beast mode. You know, so we can create however we want to create. In every moment, we are using our imagination to create. So how does that have to do with Valentine's Day? It is all made up. What? It's all made up? But no, you don't understand. There's all these people and they have these loving relationships. And I want to date. I want to have somebody to take out on Valentine's Day. So true story. I, I have never, ever had a date on Valentine's Day. I've never had a girlfriend on Valentine's Day, which I just find super, super funny. And it doesn't matter. Why do we make Valentine's Day into this big thing? Of course, when you have somebody in your life, when you have the person of your dreams, then you're going to make a big deal about it. Maybe. And maybe you're not. I, I know some that there's some couples out there that they say, oh, we never go out on Valentine's Day. It's too busy. And other couples that are like, oh, yeah, I don't care. We'll, we'll wait an hour or two for, for a table. There's people all across the board. So why do we have to make it into something that just doesn't sound very fun? I mean, how can you have the best Valentine's Day ever? Just stop thinking so much about it, guys. I mean, every one of us, we do. We have so much thinking. You know, as, as a mentor, help me, help me understand. You know, we have this, the snow, the thought, which is kind of like snow. And then our thinking is the snowman that we create out of the snow. But a lot of times, the, the snowman that we make, that if we just shed, shed some light on them, when you put a, you put a lot of light on a snowman, he's going to melt. Like, that's just, that's just the nature of snowmen. They're made to melt. I, I mean, you know, and sometimes we can be a little bit delusional. Like it says in the song from Frozen, it, you know, the, the little snowman creature, Olaf, is talking about, you know. So the line of the song goes, you know. The hot and the cold are both so intense. Put them together, it just makes sense. The hot or winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a. Uh... Now, 
your mind would think it would say puddle, but he, he puts the word in there, happy snowman. Like, we can all be a bit delusional if we desire to. We can all make, you know, we can all pretend of how we want things to work. But in reality, sometimes things just don't work that way, guys. Why in the world do we have to be frustrated and upset because we don't have a date on Valentine's Day? I mean, what's coming to me right now is, how do you make Valentine's Day awesome? Just make it another day. You know, actually, another cool idea is coming to my mind. What if you were your date for Valentine's Day? Now, I, I know this, this sounds a bit far, and I'm just going to see where it goes, because it just kind of came to me. So we're just going to kind of play with it. But honestly, what if you were your own date for Valentine's Day? What if you started treating yourself as if you'd want somebody else to treat you? If you wanted somebody to take you out to a nice restaurant, you can go to a nice restaurant. And if you don't want to do it by yourself, you can get a friend to go with you. I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying... There are options other than feeling miserable. Because you know what the first thought is? is Well, the first thought that comes in our mind, oh, today is Valentine's Day. And the next thought is, oh, today would be so much funner if I had somebody. Oh, why don't I have somebody? Oh, I'm never going to have somebody. And it just keeps spiraling down and down and down and down that rabbit hole. Is that really where you want to spend your time? I get it, guys. Most people that I would believe are listening to this podcast would rather be with the person of their dreams. I get it. I really, really do. And I'm right there with you. But we don't have to turn it into something that's going to hurt us. Something that's like, Joseph, you don't understand. I've never had a date for Valentine's Day and I've always wanted one and I'm never going to have one. Guys, we can make up all kinds of stories. That aren't true. We actually do make up all kinds of stories that aren't true. Some of them that serve us and others that don't serve us. Like, what would you do on Valentine's Day for somebody else? It's like, oh, I'd I'd love to receive a note for myself. You know, I was at an event recently with Steve Hardison. And he had a pretty challenging childhood growing up. A, a really, really hard childhood. You, you can read about it in his book. I'm not, I'm not sharing anything here that's not um, publicly available. But he did. He had a really, really hard childhood. And, and one of the things he talks about is acknowledge yourself. And he even says, give yourself hugs. I mean, we can all do it. We, we can all give ourselves a hug and it feels pretty good. Is it as great as getting a hug from somebody that you really love or care about or want to be with? No. Maybe it is. I, I don't know. <laughs> I've never really thought about that. I've never really compared the two. You can write love letters to yourself. Now, this idea didn't come from Hardison. It actually came from a book by Mike Dooley. I think it's called Infinite Possibilities or something along those lines. And he says, you know, act as if, like write yourself a letter as if it came from the person that you really desire to receive it from. 
You know, and it's funny because I actually just started doing something similar to this probably last, I think it was just last week I started this. And I just started writing in my, I have a, a, special, a special file on my, on my computer that's a dream journal. And it's just, if I wanted to receive letter from the girl of my dreams, what would she say? And other things are in there as well. I mean, I even have, there's a moment where, where I wrote the other day where it basically just says, Joseph, like, I am, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations, this sweetheart and everything that you're doing. Congratulations on your book, you know, reaching a million people. Congratulations on your podcast, reaching a million people. Let's go out and celebrate. I've, I've planned a special vacation for us. Like, that's it's really interesting because when you're writing this stuff, you're creating it as if it's from the person of your dreams. Now, these are things that I don't show to anybody. This is between me and me. And nobody needs to see my dream journal. But there's a power because what you're doing is you're creating it in the world. So one of the really interesting things about how the world was created, the world was created spiritually before it was created physically. I'm talking about the, the world that we live in, Earth. And so it's interesting because they took these spiritual ideas, which you could call the formless, and they created it into form. Like we know that matter cannot be created nor destroyed. All it is is organized. You know, and all that's happening in the world is just an organization of things. Like nothing is really created. I mean, people talk about manifesting stuff all the time. I mean, the only difference is you're organizing it. You're saying, oh, I really want that, you know, dream car to go from my, their garage to my garage. And that kind of stuff happens all the time. And so all you're doing, once you recognize that everything in the world is God's, if somebody else isn't using it and you want it more, then there's a chance that God might give it to you. I don't know how it all works. I really don't. I just know that it works. You know, one example I've used before on this podcast, but there was, I, I when I was uh, up in Minnesota for the summer, I, we were flipping a house up there. And when I happened to be up there, I, I really wanted to buy a guitar. Well, I found this guitar that this kid had just, I mean, it was pretty much in perfect condition. It had been played like three times and it sat in a closet for three years. And his mom's finally like, hey, we bought him this guitar. We just want to get rid of it. and. And so I, you know, reached out to her and she said, Hey, you know, it's yours. I went and picked it up and she told me that story about him only playing three times. Guys, there's things that all over the world that people aren't using. All we're doing is organizing something to us instead of them. But one thing that back to this formless and form that we're doing when we're creating things spiritually, we're creating the life that we really desire. While some people might think that the world just, you know, occurred overnight, it wasn't. It was planned and everything in it was planned. I think one of the things that we have to do is get, get clearer about the vision that we want to create. I mean, we have this vision of what we think needs to happen in order for us to have a wonderful Valentine's Day. And a lot of times our vision of that perfect Valentine's Day includes having the person of our dreams in our life. 
But I mean, I, I'm just sitting here thinking about different TV shows where they have a Valentine's Day episode and everything goes wrong. So we make up this story in our head of how if we just had our person, that our Valentine's Day would be awesome. What we don't realize and understand is that's not even true. Like, it, it, might, it might be a horrible Valentine's Day. Like, we really have no idea. And it just doesn't matter. You know, I'm thinking back to the movie Meat, Meatballs with Bill Murray. And there's a moment that he basically goes off and just starts talking about they're, they're, uh, you know, he's a counselor at this camp that, you know, it, it, it's for, you know, the people that can't afford some of the nicer camps. And so there's this other camp across the street and he just, or across the river or lake. And he just starts talking about, it. he's like, yeah, that camp, Camp Victory or whatever they're called has everything. You know, they've got their own masseuses. They've got their own this. They've got their own this. They've got their own this. They've got their own all these really cool things that he just says. I'm just going to go ahead and actually read it. But they say, he says, they've got the best equipment that money can buy. Every team they're sending over here has their own personal masseuse. Not masseur, masseuse. But it doesn't matter. Do you know that every Mohawk competitor, so that, that's the people he's actually talking about. The Mohawk competitor has electrocardiogram, um, you know, blood and urine test every 48 hours to see if there's any change in his physical condition. Do you know that they use the most sophisticated training methods from the Soviet Union, East and West Germany, and the newest Olympic power Trinidad and Tobago? But it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. And at this point, he picks up a log and he's, he's banging this log into the floor. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. You know, and he says, even if we win, if we win, ha, even if we win, even if we play so far over our heads that our noses bleed for a week to 10 days, even if every man, woman, and child held hands together and prayed for us to win, it just wouldn't matter. You know, I, I really love this part because we make so much matter in our lives that doesn't. Guys, there will be a time in your life, or eventually, that you will be able to have the most amazing, fantastic Valentine's Day ever. And you know what? Maybe it's a little bit, you know, like getting a new car. It's like we think we want this car. We dream about this car forever. And after two weeks, a car becomes a car. After two weeks, a car becomes a car. That's why they don't ever let you take a car back to a dealership. Unless you take a massive loss. Because they know how it works. It just doesn't matter, guys. Valentine's Day is simply a day. But what, what do we do when those feelings arise inside of us to say, Oh man, I'd really love to have somebody today. What if you just let yourself be with the feeling? What if you just let yourself say, you know what? It's okay, Joseph. Or it's okay, insert your name here. It's okay. There's a difference between desiring for something and pining for something. Desiring something and say, oh, that would be awesome to have. 
pining is for something is saying, until I have that, I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to move off this pine bench. I'm just going to sit here and be. How do you get to the point that you are really happy with yourself? I kind of make the joke sometimes that my, my parents actually think I'm too happy to be single. Like they want me to be like less happy as a single person. And I, I think it's a little bit crazy, but hey, everybody's going to have their view of what you should do with your life. And they also do. They want so many wonderful and amazing blessings for you that only do come after marriage. Because they know how great some of those parts are. But they don't realize that our lives, they are kind of up to us, but they're also not up to us. If I don't meet and connect with a girl on a level that I desire to marry her, why would I let myself feel pain for that? I, I often think of God as the ultimate matchmaker. And sometimes things just take time. I know people that have waited for 20 years to end up with each other. And they're so grateful for it. There are times and seasons of life. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance today which is probably close to Valentine's Day that you're listening to this. There's a good chance that this isn't a time and season of, of you having a relationship. I believe one of the, the most challenging and the biggest tests in life is learning to enjoy the station that you're in and the season that you're in right now. We say, oh, if I only had the person of my dreams, then everything would be wonderful. Maybe. We always create the good stories when it comes to the things we want, right? We create the good stories when it comes to the things we want, and we create the bad stories when it comes to the things we're trying to avoid. We don't ever switch it. It's like, oh my goodness, if that thing happened, this would be horrible, and this would be horrible, and this would be horrible, and this would be horrible. It's like, oh, but if this happened, it would be wonderful, it would be amazing, and we would live happily ever after in our beautiful castle. There's a reason that every single Disney movie ends with the words, happily ever, they lived happily ever after. Because it's not true, and nobody wants to watch it. Nobody would want to watch Oh, life is lovely. Whatever shall I do this day? Shall I summon my servants? Or, you know, shall, shall, shall we go and walk the beach the entire day? Like, life isn't like that, guys. But we make, up a, we make it up in our head that it is. Life is very real. We have challenging times. We have good times. We have hard times. We have to make the most out of each of those times in our lives. There was a quote that kept coming to me that 
I haven't thought about this quote in quite some time. And I went to pull up the quote, and it turns out that this is actually from a, 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 a talk that a religious leader of mine named Gordon B. Hinckley, who has long since passed, um, gave. But I didn't realize that this, this particular quote was actually given in a talk entitled A Conversation with Single Adults. I, I didn't remember that. So if you want to read it, there's some really great stuff in here. It's just A, a Conversation with Single Adults, Gordon B. Hinckley, and it should pull, pull it up for you. But here's the, here's the quote that I wanted to read. He says, And there seems to be a superstition among many thousands of our young men and women who hold hands and smooch in the drive-ins that, that marriage is a cottage surrounded by perpetual hollyhocks to which a perpetually young and handsome husband comes home to a perpetually young and beautiful wife. When the holly, hollyhocks wither and boredom and bills appear, the divorce courts are jammed. Anyone who imagines that bliss and marriage is normal is going to waste a lot of time running around shouting that he has been robbed. The fact is, most putts don't drop. Most beef is tough. Most children grow up to be just people. Most successful marriages require a high degree of mutual toleration. Most jobs are more often dull than otherwise. Life is like an old-time rail journey. Delays, sidetracks, smoke, dust, cinders, and jolts interspersed only occasionally by beautiful vistas and thrilling bursts of speed. The trick is to thank the Lord for letting you have the ride. Yeah, I think that is, some of that is so beautiful. Like others, I have a slightly different perspective. I think life is what you make it. You know, if you can find the joy and the deliciousness of life in the moments, it will be there. There are people that have been married for years that really are happy because they don't let the little things bother them. And they focus on creating joy in the moment. So while I do understand that, yeah, many putts aren't going to drop, most, you know, like most beef is tough, like I, I live in a slightly different world than that, where I believe that no matter what's happening in life, we can have a really joyful experience. It doesn't matter where we're going. It doesn't matter what we're doing. If you look for the joy in your life, you will find it. But we're so busy figuring out how to do life right. Instead of just allowing ourselves to be. What would happen if you just allowed yourself to be on your journey? To just enjoy your journey where you're at. To not have some made up made up picture in your mind that says, oh, Valentine's Day has to be this. I mean, funny enough, there's plenty of married people like, ah, goodness, it's Valentine's Day again. What do I have to do? Uh, We have to go out. We have to do this. It doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. It just matters that you're finding joy in it. You can find joy in any stage of your life. I mean, right now that you're single on Valentine's Day, you get to pick exactly how you want your Valentine's Day to go. 
when you're married or even in a relationship, you won't have that opportunity or privilege. Maybe you will. I mean, but for the most part, you're going to, you know, you're going to talk and discuss of what you want to do together and how you want to work it out. And you have no idea what it's actually going to be. We just have this glorified vision in our mind. The truth is there's going to be challenges. There's going to be hard times. There's, I know of people that have been in relationships that have dealt with really, really, really hard things. So what if you could make this Valentine's Day all about you? You know, or possibly even, even about someone else that you feel a desire to serve. It doesn't matter. You know, it's interesting when I go to certain activities, especially ones I don't want to be at. Because let's face it, like we've all been to so many activities, sometimes we just don't want to go. And that's okay too sometimes. We feel this guilt, we feel this pressure to always be doing something. You know, oftentimes guilt and pressure don't come from our loving Heavenly Father. You know, I learned something really interesting that I want to share with you guys. You probably remember me saying something like, good feelings come from a good place, bad feelings come from a bad place. I I actually want to clarify that. Um... And this is just something I'm playing around and exploring with. But our feelings are just a barometer. Our feelings are just an indicator to say whether we're on the right or wrong track. You know, if I know instantly that my GPS, that, I'm, that I turn the wrong way and it reminds me, I can get right back on track. So this is a really cool quote from my mentor, Michael Neal. It's a bit long. But he says, Today, I want to talk to you about how the mind works and how fear can actually become friendly. Despite the fact that you're innately fearless and that fear is largely irrelevant to whether or not you accomplish things in the world, fear could actually be useful within this understanding, so I will share a metaphor that comes to my mind. Imagine the mind like a train station, and there are trains leaving all the time to any destination you can think of. Some trains will take you up into the mountains of ecstasy, and others will take you down into the depths of despair. Some leave the station quickly, and then they lose steam, and they drop you off in the middle of nowhere. And others are slow to start, but over time they take you exactly where you want to go. Even if you didn't know where that was when you first got on board. Now at times when there weren't many trains leaving the station, It would be relatively easy to hop aboard the trains, taking you somewhere interesting, and avoid the ones taking you nowhere. But the busier the train station gets, the harder it is to navigate. And you might even find yourself hopping from train to train, feeling incredibly active and busy, but never really getting anywhere in the process. Now imagine there was a foolproof way to instantly know whether a particular train of thought was taking you somewhere good. You wouldn't have to ride the train all the way to its destination to find out where it was headed. You could simply hop off at the next station and wait for another train to come along. Well, this is the role of fear in the human system. Whenever you feel fear, 
And it's also true for the despair of hopelessness or righteousness or anything else. But we're talking about fear, and whenever you feel fear, it's the design of the system letting you know where that train of thought is heading. It's telling you to be still or hop off the train and wait for a new train of thought to come along. It's not telling you anything about the world and not telling you anything about yourself. It's not telling you anything about your capability or your nature. It's just telling you there's nothing good waiting for you at that end of that particular train of thought. It's like pain. You feel a little bit of pain when you accidentally put your hand too close to a flame to prevent you from feeling a lot of pain and maybe even doing yourself some damage if you carry on towards the source of the heat. It's the discomfort of fear is there to warn you of the larger discomfort and risk of doing yourself some damage if you carry on thinking the way you're thinking. I've kind of been a lifelong scaredy cat, and I've said before, I've come to see that fear doesn't have to hold me back. It's not even my nature. Freedom is my nature. But there's something about this notion that fear is on my side, that it's part of the kindness of the design that I find incredibly comforting, knowing that there's something baked into my psyche, baked into all of our psyches from birth to protect us from the innocent misuse of our own imagination is kind of wonderful. And knowing that all fear is reminding us of is that we're feeling our own thinking, and that makes it considerably less frightening. When you don't have to be scared of fear, life gets a lot gentler and a lot simpler and a lot kinder. And that's from my mentor, Michael Neal. You know, it's amazing, guys, how we scare ourselves so bad. You know, and one of the things that I, I, I was reading last night in another book of his was how we make, let me just read it to you here, actually, since I'm right there on the page. Well, I thought I was right there on the page. Where did it go? One of the great ironies of the human condition is that we seem most motivated to make dramatic changes at precisely the moments when we're least equipped to do so. From the different clients and even people that I've talked to about divorce, about that have had especially quite a few divorces, it often came from, I just wanted to move forward in my life. Because they felt it was the wrong decision for them to get married, but they just wanted to move forward anyways. Guys, if we don't pay attention to the spirit, if we don't pay attention to that still small voice in e deep inside each of us, then especially when it's warning us, like I have another friend that right before she was about to marry her husband, the spirit screamed in her head, say no now. And she said, and instead she said yes. And that particular marriage was really awful for her. So I know when Valentine's Day comes, we start thinking of all the things we don't have. Maybe there's something about thinking about the things we do have. Thinking about the wonderful friends that you have around you, or the wonderful talents that you have that you could possibly create. You know, it's interesting. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy playing some video games. And, and it was funny, last night, I ended up just you know, starting to read instead. 
And when I'd finished all the reading for the night, I didn't miss in the slightest playing those games. I felt so uplifted, so just happy, rejuvenated, excited. So we have a thought comes in our mind that's like similar to, oh, you know, go play video games. Well, or, you know, for, you know, more specifically for Valentine's Day, it's like, oh man, I need somebody. I have to have somebody. I'm sick and tired of being single. This will be my last Valentine's Day ever to be single. You know, that whole never again thing that always comes back to bite us. What if instead we just allowed ourselves and our thinking to slow down? And if we just, just simply said, oh, yeah, there's the thought that I'd really love to be with somebody today. There's the thought that why hasn't the person of my dreams come in my life yet? Well, if you just settle, those thoughts go away. And up can rise to the surface something beautiful that you can do. As I've been talking today, I'm hoping that the right way for you to spend your Valentine's Day has come to you. What is it that you want to do? How is it that, how is it that you could serve? How is it that you could be a miracle on that day to somebody else? Or what would just make it the funnest Valentine's Day ever? Maybe there's something you've always thought about or dreamed about doing, but you don't want to do it until you have somebody else in your life. Maybe you go do that. And you know what? Maybe as you start doing to do, going to do all those things that you've waited to do for so many years, the person in your dreams might just magically show up. There's something that happens as we start creating in the world, as we start getting excited, as we start getting energetic, as we just start creating the things that we want to create. All kinds of things open up. Amazing things begin to happen. What if the very thing from keeping you from meeting a person of your dreams is you sitting around waiting to meet the person of your dreams? If you want to go meet somebody that's athletic, you can go hiking, you can go to a gym. If you want to meet someone that's musical, you can go to a show. There are so many ways that you can do it. Like I said, you can even write a letter to yourself. You can create what it is that you want the person in your dreams to create. You can sit down and say, okay, I know that I'm single today, but I want to create my life over the next year so that next year I hopefully have someone on Valentine's Day. And even then, that's not something we can control. So if it doesn't happen, like don't get upset, and don't get frustrated. You just thought it took a shorter amount of time to attract that person in your life than it did. Some things just take time, guys. I mean, what if you knew that you were going to be single for the next year? How could you enjoy your life and find happiness being a single, but also prepare yourself? Like that's what I, I kind of started doing in the last podcast episode is doing, you know, different areas of preparation that we can prepare so that we can meet the person of our dreams. 
there's something exciting about picking a goal, something super fun and going after it. Because right now you have the most valuable luxury in the world. You have time. You have time this Valentine's Day to do do it exactly as you want to do it. So maybe go do that. Maybe go and live the Valentine's Day the exact way that you would want to. And it might even not go the exact way you want it to. And maybe stop beating yourself up for, for the poor choices you made or how you got divorced or any of those other things. Because that's all the past, guys. The past is a horrible place to live. It's okay to go back and remember lessons and things that you've learned there from times past, but it is a horrible place to live. And whether you guys happen to be religious or not that are listening to this, I want you to know how much God loves you. In the times in my life that have been some of the hardest, it has only been God that has got me through them. Through failed relationships, through, I remember a particular time when I was just super, super sad and could barely get out of bed. This was just, I don't know, this was over 10 years ago. It was many, many years ago. But I was placed in my life the exact people that I needed at that moment. And I was inspired to, well, one time I just, I had the most amazing, beautiful feeling when I was really struggling, almost like somebody wrapping you up in a comforter. We don't even have to have the right words. You know, God is always there. If nobody else is there for you, and even if you don't even believe in God, whatever you believe in is there for you. I know there's been countless times in my life that Heavenly Father has saved me. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm grateful for... I'm so grateful for how He has helped me understand that contrary to what the culture of my faith teaches, I didn't say the church, I said the culture, because everybody's culture is different. I don't have to be married to be happy. I don't ever think that God would say, Joseph, you are not allowed to be married. You are not allowed to be happy until you are married. That's a horrible thing. I think he says, Joseph, go out, enjoy your life and prepare yourself to meet the person of your dreams. So guys, go out and have the most amazing Valentine's Day ever. And if you've already missed Valentine's Day, if you're listening to this a a few days later, then go out and have the most amazing night ever. Just living and loving and, and honoring the amazing and incredible person that you are. And once again, if you guys wanted to check out that talk, it was Gordon B. Hinckley, A Conversation with Single Adults. One last thought I want to share. You can also use Valentine's Day to play what I call play in the land of possibility. I had a client one time that truly believed that nobody would ever be with her. She was a musician and she really just wanted to keep performing and was afraid that that if she got um, in a relationship or married that they wouldn't 
that they wouldn't want her to continue her road. And it's interesting because all we did is we sat down and I was like, I get it. I, I know the person in your dreams isn't out there, but let's just play. Let's just have fun and say, if they were out there, what would they be like? And she started telling me more and more and more and more about, you know, who she really wants to, who she really wanted to be or who she really wanted to meet. And true story, two months later, she met the man of her dreams and about a year later, they got married. And I love those stories. Like, it is so cool. So even, even if you just want to take your energy and put it all into creating your ideal person, and if you don't even know where to start, because sometimes people are like, I don't know what I want. And a lot of times people are just like, well, I want them to be spiritual. I want them to have a body. Like, they make it super simple. Guys, it's okay to make it specific. There's nothing wrong with that. You you can like you can make a list and then you can meet somebody and they don't have everything on the list but you're still crazy about them and it's okay it's okay to ask for what you want there's nothing wrong with that it's like walking into a pizza parlor and just saying hey just just give me a pizza and they're like well what do you want ah you know what i want just don't worry about it just give me a pizza they're like okay and they bring out a pizza that has some amazing things that you love on there, like, you know, sausage and, and, uh, yeah, whatever, whatever you guys like on your pizza. But they also have some like anchovies and some other things that you really don't like on your pizza. And you're like, Hey, what's the deal? I, I, I don't like this. It's like, well, you said make you any pizza. That's the same thing we do. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Because otherwise you're going to get a pizza with half what you want and half what you don't, which equals just a bad pizza. So decide for yourself what it is for you. I mean, do you want them to be athletic? Do you want them to be, you know, like, how do you want them to look physically? And if you don't even know where to start, pick your celebrity crush and just start from there. Be like, okay, well, I like this kind of look and then go from there. Well, what are the things that I've enjoyed about other people I've dated? Oh, I've loved their playfulness. I've loved their enthusiasm, their optimism their excitement for life. I've loved these characteristics. I've loved the fact that they can sing. I've loved, I, you know, you just kind of go from there and you think about, okay, what are the things that I don't want? Because I can say what I want and I can also say what I don't want. And then I can also, I, I mean, I first learned this exercise from Tony Robbins, but it's basically one list of what you want, one list of what you don't want, and then another list of who I would need to become to attract the person that, I do want. So you can use this day for all kinds of things. And if you choose to, you can also just turn on your favorite movie and enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with that either. Go live today or the Valentine's Day or whatever day you're listening to this as the day that you want. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here. But that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on and you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one -on -one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. 
Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.